Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah <coughs> وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين أمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد إن شاء الله تدي I want to talk about one of the most important practices that we must be doing as Muslims to maintain and cultivate and better our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that can only be done if we have husnul dhan with Allah. Now what does that mean? Husnul dhan is a term that would mean something like a good opinion or a good expectation of something. And we usually say it to have husnul dhan of people, to have a good opinion of them, to give them the benefit of the doubt in case something happens. So what does it mean to have a good opinion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? 
Because it might sound very, very obvious that of course we all think good of our Creator and our Lord. But no, it means that do we expect good and that do we have in that, in our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That when we make dua for something, do we expect for Allah to answer and to listen to us? That when we are struggling, do we have the true trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That's what it means to have husnul dhan, to expect good from Allah, that we are reliant on Him, and that we have hope in His mercy. And what I'm referring to, and what we will be discussing today, inshallah, is that we must be persistent in our asking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in repenting to Allah, in making tawbah. And when it comes to husnul dhan, the first part of it is that we must hope that the best from Allah, that we must hope that His mercy is boundless, and that He has told us so, so we must believe firmly in it. That we can always turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, regardless of what we've done or what we may feel. But on the flip side, Islam is a religion of action. It is not one of blind faith and just living as we please and just saying that, oh, because we believe in Allah, we're good. We'll get, to, uh, we'll get to heaven, we'll get to Jannah. No, we have obligations that we must do to gain the favor of Allah and to cultivate a good relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He has given us fara'id, obligations, mandatory actions to do and things to stay away from haram things. And we must do our best to follow that as well. And that is how we have the best relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And only then will we gain the guidance to even have the cognizance to repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amr bin As radiallahu anhu, as he was dying, he said, Oh Allah, I love you even though I used to disobey you. And he goes on to finish this on his deathbed, where he talks about how in need he is of Allah, especially in that very vulnerable moment. And that is something that is actually very uh, important to reflect on. Because shaitan will oftentimes play a trick on us and make us think that we are not worthy of Allah's forgiveness. We are not worthy of asking for repentance. Make us embarrassed to do so because we have sinned so much. How is it that we could possibly be accepted by our Lord? Right? He tries to fill us with hopelessness and make us forget that we were told in our tradition by Rasulullah wasallam that if our sins were as much as the foam of the sea, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will still be able to forgive it. Meaning that Allah can do anything. He is not incapable of anything. And He can do as He pleases. And His mercy is so boundless that even if our sins were like mountains or at the foam of the sea, we would be open to the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we must not fall into this trap of shaitan where He fills us with hopelessness but rather continue in our continued hope with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what does it also show us? That disobedience, disobeying Allah and loving Allah are not mutually exclusive. The human being was created and they were created with the expectation that they would mis make mistakes. The only difference is, do we turn back to Allah or do we persist in those sins and those mistakes? One of the most inspiring 
hadith and stories that we have in our tradition is one where we know about a sahaba that was a very a joyous person to be around and would often make Rasulullah laugh. Right? And he, but he had a very serious issue where he was an alcoholic and he consistently would drink alcohol, become inebriated, be brought to Rasulullah get punished for it, and continue going back to that sin and coming back over and over and over again. And I want to stop here and think that that, that must sound crazy to us. That the Sahaba, they were amongst the best of creation. The best Muslims, they were our examples. And for them to engage in something that we may find so low is very surprising. But eventually he came back again. And another man among the people said to him, Oh Allah, curse him. How many times has he been brought for the same sin over and over again? And what did Rasulullah say? Do not curse him. By Allah, I know that he loves Allah and his messenger. I know that he loves Allah and his messenger. Now, the fact that this man was persisting in such a sin that we would consider one of the lowest today. But what did Rasulullah say about him? That his love for Allah and Rasulullah is what allowed him to keep getting forgiven and stay in the favors of our beloved Prophet that the love of Allah that we have in our hearts is a dominant trait that we continue to cultivate by turning back to Allah and having a truly mindful way of trying to stay, stay away from these sins and ask for repentance. Because these evil forces that have us do these sins, the whispers, our own desires, whatever it may be, they are battling for the love of Allah in our hearts. And we must be cognizant of what our weaknesses are so that we can continue to ask for forgiveness and make sure that the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the dominant trait in our hearts. In Surah Al-Furqan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, بَعْدَ إِلَّا مَنْ تَابَ وَآمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَأُولَٰئِكَ يُبَدِلُ اللَّهُ سَيِّئَاتِهِمْ حَسَنَاتٍ وَكَانَ اللَّهُ غَفُورًا رَحِيمًا وَمَنْ تَابَ as for those who repent, believe, and do good deeds, they are the ones whose evil deeds Allah will change into good deeds. For Allah is all-forgiving, most merciful. And whoever repents and does good has truly turned to Allah properly. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the believer who sins and turns back to him more than the one who were never to sin in the first place. Allah loves when we turn back to Him and repent. Allah knows that we will be sinning. And I've re reiterated this topic many times, but it's something that we must be cognizant about. That every salah we come and think about, what can we repent for? To ask Allah for forgiveness. And as is said in these ayat, that actually, if we are sincere in our repentance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change them into good deeds. In a hadith, Rasulullah tells us 
Verily, Allah is more pleased with the repentance of his slave than a person who has his camel in a waterless desert, carrying his food and provision, and it is lost. He, having lost all hopes to get back, lies down in shade, expecting to die. When all of a sudden he stands, he, uh, he finds that camel standing before him. He takes hold of its reins and then out of boundless joy blurts out, Oh Allah, you are my slave and I am your Rabb. And he commits this mistake out of extreme joy. So he is painting the picture of a man who is basically left for dead and he finds his life source standing right in front of him. And in extreme joy to, to proclaim his thanks to Allah, he accidentally uses the wrong verbiage in Arabic and says that he is the Lord of Allah when he meant it the other way around. Meaning that, that how, that's how happy he is to be, to have come back from the brink of death and be saved from it. And Allah is even more pleased than that when we repent to him. Now that being said, what are the steps to do so? And what are the, the, the tenets and the obligations that we have if we want to make repentance? The first is that we should be truly remorseful of the sin that we have committed. We cannot think that we can just make a hollow repentance and not feel it with our heart and have every intention of going back to the sin, but rather we must feel true regret for it and want to make a change, want to never go back to that sin. And we sincerely ask Allah for tawbah. We sincerely repent to Him. And we make an effort and we make a resolve to never commit that sin again. Then Allah will forgive our sin. And even if we were to commit that sin every single day, if we were to commit it a thousand times over, but we continue to turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the intention that we will never commit it again. But our desires, this shaitan, our own weakness is too strong when we keep getting pulled back, we will still be forgiven. But we must be sincere in that effort. We must not lose hope if we keep falling the same thing over and over again. Because surely, with this continued effort, inshallah, Allah will take us out of this sin. But we must continue with it. Even if we are persistent in it, just like the story of the alcoholic with Rasulullah Because we may lose hope and think that I commit this sin every day, I'm just going to do it again tomorrow. No, we are not guaranteed tomorrow. So if the last act that we do is that we have the sin wiped off our record and we made tawbah, how great is that? That it is not on our record at all because we were not alive to see tomorrow. So it is important that we make tawbah as if, as if it is our last day on earth. And also, when we feel that guilt, when we feel that shame, when we feel that regret and that remorse, when we commit such a sin, that is an opportunity. That is a good sign. That our hearts are still soft and we want to turn back to Allah. We should be very worried when we start justifying our sins. When we start having our hearts hardened to them. When we don't care when we commit sins anymore. When we believe that our sins are fine, we don't even see them as sins anymore. That is a very dangerous place to be. So if we continue to ask for forgiveness and be cognizant and reflect often, then our sins can truly be forgiven. And the last thing I want to mention in this first khutbah 
is that Allah, for all of us, many sins that we commit, Allah has given us the blessing and the privilege of hiding those sins. That we commit them in privacy, where only ourselves or a few people know. And Allah has given the blessing of hiding those sins, that is a blessing that we do not want to throw away. We do not want to brag about our sins. We have come into a culture where very certain sins we may brag about and feel proud about and it may give us a societal status or clout or even with posting on social media and such. And we may think, what type of sins was it that we may brag about? It may be something that elevates our worldly social status. We cheated someone to make more money. We engaged in unlawful acts. Anything like that, if Allah is hiding it, continue to hide it yourself and hide the sins of, Allah, uh, of others as well. Hide the sins of others as well and do not expose their fault and Allah will hide yours on the day of judgment and that is a dua that we should also be making from Allah. That any sins that we are engaged in, Allah continues to hide them so that we can rectify them without having other people find out. Invoke your Lord for forgiveness. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een. Rasulullah tells us <coughs> that an adulterer does not commit adultery while he is a believer. And an alcoholic does not drink alcohol while he is a believer. And a thief does not steal while he is a believer. And another narration of this also adds a murderer does not murder someone while he is a believer. So what does this mean? It does not necessarily mean that you have forsaken Islam with some of these sins, but that belief is not present within you while you are in these moments. Abu anhu narrated or likened it to taking off the garment of Iman off while we commit these sins. And what is so dangerous about this is that we, if we continue persisting in such sins, the garment of our Islam, the Iman, is off. And the higher chance that we have it off, the more difficult it is to put back on and return to Allah in that state. So we want to, and, and we want to minimize the fact that we are taken from this world in that state as well. In the state of not believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because that is the worst of endings and the most low of endings that we can have. So how can we take these steps? I've already talked about how we can uh, do tawbah. But it is very important that the main thing is self-awareness, reflection, and cognizance. That we understand that the sins that we are committing. We do not justify them just because others are doing them as well. And we make sure that we identify them and have a resolve to not commit them anymore and take the steps necessary to do so. Do we take ourselves out of that environment? Do we put barriers in front of ourselves to make that sin less accessible? Do we limit the amount of time that we hang out with people who also engage in that sin? We must take these steps to make sure that we are truly making a sincere effort to stop these sins so that Allah will accept our forgiveness and ultimately give us the guidance to stop committing such a sin. Because there is no sin that is worth the hellfire. But we must think, is this sin worth messing up our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for? Is this sin really worth it to do so?
And the answer will always be no. And we are faced with reflection nowadays as we see the genocide that is taking place in Gaza. Every single day, we are seeing our brothers and sisters martyred and going through such atrocities and hardship that we could not even imagine. And it forces us to reflect on the luxury and the privilege that we live in and we still continue to commit sins that they do not even have the opportunity to think about. And that we want our dua to get accepted. We want our prayers for them to come into fruition in this life. Don't we? And the only way we can get close to Allah is to repent and stop sinning so that He may listen to our du'as. And while we pray for them, while we grieve for them, while we yearn for them, it is a great time and a very important time to look into ourselves and see where are we making mistakes that we also need to fix and better as well. Allahumma innaka afwan tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna Allahumma innaka afwan tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna Allahumma innaka afwan tuhibbul afwa fa'afu anna Allahumma inna nas'aluka hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbak wal amal alladhi yuballighuna hubbak Allahumma ahdina fi man hadayt wa afina fi man afayt wa tawallana fi man tawallayt wa barik lana fi ma a'tayt wa qina sharra ma qadayt fa innaka taqdi wa la yuqda alayk fa innahu la yadillu mawaliyt ولا يعز من عاديت تبارك ربنا وتعاليت اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة إنك لا تخلف الميعاد اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من الهم والحزن ونعوذ بك من العجز والكسل ونعوذ بك من غلب الدين وقهل الرجال سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين uh, before we begin the salah, a couple of announcements that uh, inshallah today for the second khutbah, which is going to take place at 1.45, we have uh, Sheikh Yasser Qadi coming in. Um, please, we have been instructed to please let everyone know that if you wish to listen to him, please leave uh, the masjid quickly after this khutbah to help security and the volunteers be able to allow everyone to come in because attendance will be very high for his khutbahs. So it will be live streamed on YouTube. And tonight, inshallah, he is coming, uh, and everyone is welcome uh, for a program here at 6.30, where uh, pizza will also be served.